They called themselves the Vagabonds. This group of men who, from 1914 to 1924, took what were at the time the most famous road trips in American history. And just a few decades earlier, the very idea of a road trip would have seemed ridiculous. Most people only traveled a dozen miles from home, basically how far your horse could go. And even with the advent of cars, people were skeptical of the road trip. Roads were terrible. You didn't even know where they were. Rand McNally didn't publish the first national roadmap until 1924. People also were suspect of cars. John Burroughs called cars demons on wheels and said that they were bound to find even the most secluded nook or corner of the forest and befoul it with noise and smoke. But the vagabonds riding in their Model T were determined to show off the glories of traveling by car for two weeks. Every year, they went up the coast of California or over the Catskill Mountains or down through the Everglades. And they created this incredibly romantic vision of their travels. And everywhere the vagabonds went, onlookers and newspaper men followed. That's because these weren't just any road trippers. The vagabonds, as they called themselves, were Thomas Edison, Henry Ford, Harvey Firestone of the tires, and John Burroughs, the very naturalist who had railed against cars in the first place. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. And on this question and answer episode of the podcast, I try to answer a seemingly simple question. Who are the top five dead people that I would like to go on a road trip with? It's definitely not the Vagabonds. Uh, They're not quite my scene. But there's another group of historical friends, people who really did know each other in real life. And although they never took a road trip together, they will with me today. I will be their Bill and their Ted. Get ready for an excellent adventure. After this. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself. You might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. So this question of who are the five dead people that I would like to go on a road trip with, I found almost impossible to answer. Because, like... 
Marie Antoinette, Malcolm X, King Tut, Marie Curie. Like, how would you choose? You could choose anybody. Ben Franklin seems like he was probably super fun. So does Hedy Lamar. Should I put them on a road trip together? I don't know. It was too big. It was too much. So I gave myself some rules to guide me. Let's call them road rules. Rule one, these particular historical figures needed to actually know at least one other person in the group. Second, they all needed to overlap in terms of being alive, like they could all have actually been together uh, at one point. And third, uh, I wanted to choose the time period when, at least in theory, uh, they could have gone on a road trip, so when the automobile existed. So that, that, that gives me a kind of much narrower uh, area to pull from. And I found people that I would love to go on a road trip with that fit these constraints. And this group of historical figures is kind of a story of the other vagabonds, a group of wild, incredible people as important as any industrialists. And so we're going to throw out your rules because this is Road Rules. Imaginary historical figure, Road Rules. So let's begin with passenger number one, one of the most interesting historical figures of the 1900s, a political radical, a women's rights activist, and a world-famous socialist. I'm talking about Helen Keller. Most of our stories about Keller end with her being about 10 or 12 years old, having overcome these enormous limitations by being left deaf and blind at a young age. But Keller lived to be 87 years old. She died during the Vietnam War. And during that life, she became a fierce radical. She was a reformer, an advocate for disability rights. Numerous publications went out of their way to discredit her. And and that's because she wrote things like, in the presence of any law, ask only whether it is expedient, good tactics, to obey or break it. In 1916, Keller was asked, what are you committed to? Education or revolution? And Keller answered, revolution. So with all that in mind, I would love Helen Keller to ride in the car. She would be amazing to debate with. And uh, I wasn't the only one struck by her genius. Among her many friends were Langston Hughes, Emma Goldman, Clarence Darrow, and Alexander Graham Bell. So who is Helen Keller inviting on this trip? Well, one of her closest friends, and none other than Thomas Jefferson Snodgrass, a.k.a. Samuel Clemens, a.k.a. our navigator for the trip. Welcome to the car, Mark Twain. So, obviously, Mark Twain would be really fun to travel with. He was funny, mischievous, And Twain originally met Keller at a party when she was still just a teenager. Uh, Shaking hands with him, Keller later wrote that she could feel the twinkle of his eye in his handshake. And at the party, Keller would hold her fingers to Twain's lips as he told stories. And Twain said that she would burst out in laughter at all the right places. Twain later called Keller a fellow to Caesar, Alexander, Napoleon, Homer, and Shakespeare. He said, it has taken all the ages to produce a Helen Keller. One of the reasons I wanted Twain on this trip 
is that he was a famous traveler. He traveled across the country to Europe, to the Middle East, uh, you know, all in the 1800s. And who better to have on our road trip than the sly Mr. Twain, who wrote that travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness, and many of our people need it sorely on these accounts. That's a good traveler. He's also said, I found out there is no sure way to find out whether you like people or hate them than to travel with them. So, you know, it could could break either way on that one. Of course, Twain, like Helen Keller, lived a long life and had many famous friends. Nikola Tesla, P.T. Barnum, Ulysses S. Grant. But we're headed down to Washington to pick up another friend of Mark Twain's. Another political radical, and one who Helen Keller surely would have loved to have spent time with if their lives have had a bit more overlap. Because next in the car is one of the country's most famous abolitionists, speakers, and writers. He's believed to have been the most photographed American in the 19th century. Any guesses? Frederick Douglass, get in this three-wheeled bends of history. So, Douglas famously escaped from enslavement in his early 20s. He boarded a train dressed as a sailor and later asked how it felt to step onto free soil. Douglas wrote, I lived more in one day than in a year of my slave life. It was a time of joyous excitement, which words can but tamely describe. Douglas would, of course, go on to become one of the most important writers, reformers, and abolitionists of the 1800s. And like Keller and Twain in his later years, he was a real political radical. He wrote that power concedes nothing without a demand. It never did, and it never will. I think the conversation between Keller, Twain, and Douglas would be incredible. I think they would have so much to say to each other, coming from deeply different backgrounds, but with with similar passion for reforming the ills of the country. Frederick Douglass, like Twain and Keller, also knew a lot of other interesting people. Douglass was friends with Abraham Lincoln. He also knew the insurrectionist John Brown. But the next person on our party bus is neither of them. So we've got Helen Keller. We got Mark Twain. We got Frederick Douglass. Who's getting on this bus? None other than Douglas's longtime friend and intellectual sparring partner, Susan B. Anthony! Get in this car! So, Frederick Douglass and Susan B. Anthony first met each other in the summer of 1849. They were both still young, in their late 20s, early 30s, and they quickly became collaborators and intellectual combatants, over largely over issues of suffrage and, and how to accomplish their goals. At one point, Douglas argued that voting rights needed first to be extended to black men because their lives depended on it. Susan B. Anthony had no time for that. She once wrote, The men, even the best of them, seem to think that the women's rights question should be waived for the present. So let us do our own work in our own way. And there we are. This car with Helen Keller, Mark Twain, Frederick Douglass and Susan B. Anthony, a car full of reformers and a a kind of almost mirror to those industrialist vagabonds. But the question was not what four, but what five historical figures I would bring. So the last one, it's a doozy. This is where we get a little bit into a Road Rules reality TV show vibe. 
because my final addition to this car, the final person I want to bring, is a little bit of a party animal, someone who scandal followed kind of everywhere. And uh, I don't think Susan B. Anthony or Frederick Douglass would have been that happy to see her. Although Twain once defended her, writing that there is some fire somewhere in all this smoke of scandal. So our final guest on this imaginary historical road trip is the spiritualist, the free love advocate, the shady stockbroker, the first woman to ever run for president, Victoria Woodhull. Dun, dun, dun. A major player in the suffrage movement, Victoria Woodhull on January 11th, 1871, with Susan B. Anthony at her side, was the first woman to address a House committee on the right of women to vote. And a year later, she would run for president, the first woman to ever run uh, on a presidential ticket. And when she announced her run for president, she wrote at the time that she was quite well aware that in assuming this position, I shall evoke more ridicule than enthusiasm at the outset. But this is an epoch of sudden changes and startling surprises. What may appear absurd today will assume a serious aspect tomorrow. And she was early, but she was right. And so on that presidential ticket, she listed Frederick Douglass as her running mate. Of course, she didn't ask him first. At least he didn't acknowledge it. And it would be fascinating to hear that conversation unfold between Douglass and Anthony and Woodhull. Uh, and part of why Douglass and later Anthony might have avoided a connection to Woodhull was that she was infamous for her position on free love. At a speech, she once said, I want the love of you all, promiscuously. It makes no difference who or what you are, old or young, black or white, pagan, Jew or Christian. I want to love you all and be loved by you all, and I mean to have your love. Victoria Woodhull, everyone, this is in the late 1800s. I mean, come on. That is a wild person. Uh, I just love her. So there it is, my my five historical figures that I would love to take a road trip with. I hope you enjoyed this strange journey with me, and I would love to hear from you about what five historical figures you would love to travel with. Uh, if you want to tell us, you can give us a call at 315-992-7902 or send us a voice memo uh, at hello at atlasobscura.com. That's... 315-992-7902 or email us a voice memo at hello at atlasobscura.com. I would love to hear about your own strange imagined historical road trips. I know for me, I had a lot of fun putting that together. If uh, some of this caught your attention and you want to check out more, you might try The Vagabonds by Jeff Gwynn. That's a book about those road trips that Ford and Edison took. Or for more on Keller's politics, you could check out The Politics of Helen Keller in the International Socialist Review. Both of those are, are really interesting. Uh, links will be in the show notes. And thanks for coming on the trip with us. This podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. The rest of our production team includes... Doug Baldinger. Camille Stanley. Sarah Wyman. Manolo Morales. Chilenya Onike. Maddie Weinberg. Camille Mojica. Tracy Samuelson. John Delore. Peter Clowney. Our technical director is... Casey Holford. 
This episode was sound designed by Chris Naka and mixed by Luce Fleming. And I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder throughout history and in the world. Talk to you soon. Witness Docs from Stitcher. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. Hi, I'm Willa Paskin, the host of Dakota Ring, Slate's podcast about cracking cultural mysteries. On Dakota Ring, we dive down rabbit holes and obsessively explore questions hiding in plain sight. Like, why has slow dancing gone out of style? And when did we all become obsessed with hydration? And where did the word mullet, you know, to describe a hairstyle, come from? That's Dakota Ring, named one of the best podcasts of 2023 by The New York Times. Listen to new episodes every two weeks and make sure to follow us so you never miss one.